What's up, guys? <clears throat> How we doing? That's right. That was the sound of me cracking open an Irish death. Really good. Um, anyways, I wanted to come back after I had a chance to rewatch the game because <clears throat> when you're at the game, you're very in the moment and it's very hard to look at things and dissect who's really playing well, who's not playing well. And I wanted to really go back and rewatch the game and then rewatch some film. So that's what we're here to do is I want to come back after I'd rewatched it, after I'd watched some film and then just give you um, some more thoughts that aren't pure anger and frustration because <laughs> you know how frustrating it can be you know the the same moment that you lose and like oh what the hell happened how could we do this the fucking Seahawks that's bullshit um but yeah so here we are <clears throat> still kind of uh slowly getting my voice back after all the screaming at the game so anyways, what happened in this game? So, I will say, I will say if there is, there was definitely some good that happened in this game. Obviously, so first off, we lost the game and it was, there was a few things in this game that were just absolutely horrible and disgusting and just purely unacceptable from a professional football team. So get that out of the way, bad loss, some purely disgusting play. That being said, after rewatching it, there was also a lot of very good. And I think I can also say that after rewatching it and everything, you do kind of have to appreciate just how absolutely freaking ridiculously crazy this game was like this game was fucking nuts and like kind of makes me think of like gladiator like russell crowe like are you not entertained <laughs> like we start the game off with uh first play of the game trenton cannon gets hurt looks really bad hospital Freaking ambulance comes onto the field. I'm trying to find my seat. He ends up getting taken to the hospital. Good news is uh, nothing broken. It sounds like it was just a concussion. Sounds like he was cleared to leave the hospital. He flew home today. I'm recording this Tuesday. So it sounds like he was at the very least cleared uh, to return home. At the very least, I'm assuming that he's in concussion protocol. Um, but... That's how we start the game. And then the defense gets a good stop, or at least so we thought, getting a three and out. But then it wasn't a three and out. It was a 73-yard fake punt touchdown. I mean, when do you see that? And the instant that that happened, I was in the stands and watching, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. What just happened? As I'm watching, uh, I forget what his name is, like DJ Dallas or 
whoever the running back was, Travis Homer, actually. Yeah, it was Travis Homer, the running back. As I watch him run like 70 freaking yards, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? And in that moment, that was when I realized this was going to be just a freaking crazy game. Just hands down, this was going to be one of the wildest games. And I don't know what it is, but apparently every time I go to a game, it ends up being a fucking crazy game. Because this game was fucking nuts, and the last game I went to was 2019, the Saints game at the Superdome when they had that ridiculous back and forth, like 43 to 41 win. So apparently whenever I go to a game, shit just goes wild. (laughs) So anyways, um, yeah, what happened in this game? So the fake punt, what the heck was that? And not only did the Trenton Cannon thing really just, start the game off kind of weird and kind of sketch. Um, But I think that it also led to probably the worst special teams performance that I've ever seen. Because we had, after, after Trenton Cannon got hurt on the kick return duties, I think he was a gunner because he wasn't returning, um, but he wasn't able to be our kick returner. So, therefore, Travis Benjamin gets put in. Now, I personally don't ever think that we should have Travis Benjamin out there. I don't think he's good enough to deserve to play, but Shanahan loyalty, you know, if you've been with him, he loves you, especially if you have a specific skill set. And Travis Benjamin used, used not anymore, like used to be a very good kick returner and a very fast receiver. Now he's just a guy who used to be a fast receiver and used to be a really good kick returner. Um, But because Trenton Cannon got hurt, Travis Benjamin is now returning kicks. Travis Benjamin was absolutely terrible returning kicks today. Um, The field position in this game was... Just insane. Every single time the 49ers got the ball, they were at like the 6 or the 8 or the 10. And I didn't have a chance to pull up the actual like spreadsheet chart from the game pass. But actually, you know, maybe I will while I'm recording this. But anyways, basically the field positioning on this game, it was just absolutely terrible. And that was like the first thing that I saw was bad return by Benjamin. Great. Now, the run game struggled a lot. And the Seahawks did something that we've seen them do before and a lot of other teams do before in terms of how they defend us. A lot of the teams, what they like to do is instead of having four down linemen, they'll have like a five man front or a six man front, and then they'll put seven or eight men in the box. So we were trying to run the ball, but we were also trying to run the ball into like five man fronts, uh, six man fronts, seven and eight man boxes. So just, you know, already going to be very difficult. 
All right. So, yeah, the the very first possession that we had was at the 15. So not a good return. Again, like if you're going to do a return, it either should be a touchback or you got to at least get back to like the 20. But Travis Benjamin is just not good anymore. And I don't want to ever see him doing kick returns. I would much rather see pretty much anybody else uh, doing kick returns. Put Ambry Thomas back there. Ambry, Ambry Thomas was, I know that he hasn't had a chance to play as like a corner since I think week one, because apparently he just hasn't been developing well, but he had some, he, he was a legit college kick returner. Like, I think he had like two kick return touchdowns in college when he was at Michigan. Um, put Ambry Thomas back there. You know, like I get the train can put J- Michael hasty back there. Hasty had a good return. I remember that. But yeah, Travis Benjamin, like really he, and here's the thing is that the, I can't hate on him too much because they did technically kick it in the field of play, meaning he caught it at the three yard line. So they didn't actually kick it into a touchback. And unfortunately you got to get that because it could bounce straight up or bounce forward or whatever. So you do need to catch that if it's not going to guaranteed be a touchback. But, dude, you got to get more than 12 yards on a freaking kick return. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So, bad special teams was... Uh, bad special teams was probably the worst thing that happened in, in this game. And I don't know why that is exactly. Again, obviously, losing Trenton Cannon is a big thing. Uh, because he is our number one kick returner, and he's not bad. I mean, I know that he has had, especially in the last Seahawks game, weird how that happens, the last Seahawks game, he had uh, like some bad special teams, but other than that, Trenton Cannon has been solid. He's had a couple really good returns, but just special teams in general hasn't been good. Um So one of the weird things that happened when I was at the game is that for the first like 15, 20 minutes of the game, Twitter wasn't working. So I couldn't tweet anything. I couldn't load anything. And it was just super weird. I even tried turning my phone on and off and closing my apps. It didn't work. And then for some reason, like uh, at the end of the first quarter, I could finally like get on there. Um, But yeah, just with how bad special teams was this game, I really think that we need to get rid of the special teams coordinator, Richard Hightower. He's been here since Shanahan came in, but we've never had good special teams. We was, we've always had average to below average special teams. And at this point, like it's year five, you need to be better than below average. And this is a game where you could legitimately say that special teams cost us. And whether it's missed kicks, whether it's bad kick returns, whether it's bad punting, whether it's bad kick coverage, uh, it all showed up. We had a missed we had a missed PAT, we had terrible kick returns, we had bad punting, we had bad kicking coverage. Just special teams all around. I would give this game an F. It was just just straight up terrible. Um, what I will say though is one of the things that was really good was freaking DJ Jones. DJ Jones, um, so on the, after 
we get the ball, we get basically zero yards, and then we punt it. DJ Jones gets a tackle for a loss and then follows that up with a forced fumble. Uh, DJ Jones is incredible. I don't remember exactly, but he had two or three tackles for a loss. He had a forced fumble. DJ Jones, this was probably the best game I've ever seen him play, and he was playing awesome. So mad props to DJ Jones. They paid him a decent contract this uh, on a one-year deal. I think it's like four or four and a half million dollars, and uh, he's showing why. I I hope that they extend him. Because uh, he's been really good this year, and we should have some cap space once we get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, who we will get to. Um, so yeah, DJ Jones comes up with just awesome, you know, like, just awesome. You know, he tackle for loss, forces a fumble, we get the ball, um, and then Jimmy has a good pass to George Kittle. And I love George Kittle. I was wearing my George Kittle jersey at the game. And I remember, like, the, you know, when Jimmy drops back and then George Kittle is, like, running up the seam and splitting the, the two high defenders or whatever. And I just see him wide open and Jimmy, and he catches it. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm just standing up and yelling and pointing at my jersey. So it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Gotta love George Kittle. Uh, that was one of Jimmy's good plays. And then after that, it was just, it was really weird. Um, so the best part about this game, our defense was really good if you exclude Josh Norman. <laughs> Josh Norman was ass. Uh, but outside of Josh Norman, the defense was really good. So my defensive good and bad list on the good list, DJ Jones, Jimmy Ward, Nick Bosa, Hafunga, Aziz, Kawan Williams, forced fumbles, the whole defensive line and goal line stops. Like our defense was awesome. Who was bad on defense? Uh, Josh Norman. But, you know, what's new? I've said for a long time I want to get rid of him. And D'Almador Lenore, after after Mosley got hurt, and the news that we have on Mosley, unfortunately, Shanahan said that it looks like it's a high ankle sprain and he's going to be out a while. So I don't know how long that is. I think there's five games, five weeks left in the season. He may or may not be done for the season, which is a damn shame because Manuel Mosley has been really good this year. Really good. Um, teams haven't even tried to target him. I think his completion percentage against him is under 50%. He's just been really, really good. And Josh Norman has been really bad. Uh, but after Mosley got hurt with the ankle, Demo Lenore came in. And Demo Lenore also wasn't very good. Uh, he was in there for, I believe, two or three series. Uh, but he ended up getting benched at halftime for uh, Dante Johnson. And Dante Johnson was better than Demo. Um, and Demo wasn't terrible, but I did have him in my bad category just because he, he gave up a touchdown. 
And he also had a pass interference in the end zone, a defensive pass interference, and he got benched. So that was a bummer. But overall, the defense this game was just incredible. Um, so, yeah, you know, Kittle touchdown, awesome. Another forced fumble. We forced another fumble. Jeez. Seahawks recover, but oh my goodness. Like two drives in a row, we force a fumble. That is awesome. Can you believe that? Like, really? That's that's crazy. Kawan Williams forces a fumble on an Adrian Peterson run. Uh, Seahawks, they're lucky. Uh, Will Disley or whatever. Uh, the tight end Disley, he ends up recovering it. Incomplete pass. And then uh, they end up punting it back to us. And then this is when it gets really frustrating is when Jimmy throws an interception straight to Bobby Wagner, like literally like in his chest, like he hit him and like Bobby Wagner didn't have to move. He, he, they did the play fake. I think it was, it was, uh, it was like a, it was usually like the kind of stuff that works with Shanahan. You know, you do the play fake it pulls the linebackers down because they need to play the run. And then that opens up that area over the middle because, you know, they've been sucked down into the defensive line. But Bobby Wagner, he bit on a little bit, backed up into his normal kind of hook curl zone. And then Jimmy just throws it straight to his face. And he's just like, oh, let me catch this as I'm standing here. And it wasn't necessarily that, like where Jimmy was wanting to go would have been the right read, except that he threw it too fast and right to the linebacker. If he would have waited like a, like a tick, you know, like not like a full second, not like a half second, but just like a, uh, uh, like that, that little like small fraction of a second he had, I think it was Ayuk passing behind Bobby Wagner but because Jimmy doesn't freaking look and he predetermines his reads a lot of the times, he says, I'm going to throw it here because it should be open. He doesn't look to where he's throwing. He just throws it to where his guy should be. And what he should have done instead was waited a split second, looked, and then threw it like one yard off to the right. And then he would have hit his guy in stride. Unfortunately, Jimmy throws a retarded interception and uh, Bobby Wagner catches it. And that's the end of that drive. And now Seattle has the ball at the 28 yard line. So this is where it got down to just like frustrating as hell. Jimmy frustrating as hell special teams and then just an amazing defense that was put in the worst position possible. Think about this. Like our defense has already forced two fumbles, a tackle for loss. Um, like Seattle at this point has gained what? Like, let, let me see here. So they got 73 yards on the fake punt. Their next drive, they had negative five and then they had seven. And then this drive after the interception, they get zero yards. 
So let's see. That's like in in three Seattle drives, they've gained two yards, two, two net yards, three drives. That is incredible defense, especially when you consider that where they're getting the ball. Like after the interception, they have the ball at the freaking 28-yard line. They are already, already, they are in field goal position. But you know what happens? Nick freaking Bose is incredible, goes out there and strip sacks Rosa Wilson. That's like, what, negative 11 yards? Like, Nick Bose is freaking awesome. And this defense was just so good. Like, as long as they weren't throwing at Josh Norman, like, they could basically do nothing. Like, it was penalty minus 23 yards because of that strip sack by Bosa. Strips the ball. They're lucky enough to recover it. And then they try running it, running it, and then they miss a 56-yard field goal. So Jimmy throws an interception. They get the ball at the 28-yard line, and they end up with zero points off that. That's incredible. And they've gained a total of two yards on three drives. That is incredible defense. After that, uh, we end up getting a... (sighs) Yeah, so. Anyways, we end up getting the ball back at good field position because they missed the field goal. And because we uh, made them lose all that yardage off the strip sack. So we get the ball at midfield, which is good. And we end up driving down and scoring a touchdown. Good stuff, you know. Run, 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 run. Incomplete pass, short pass. Uh, George Kittle, 28-yard pass. That was awesome. By the way, George Kittle, holy shit, he had himself a game. Nine catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. God damn, Kittle. God damn. That's another thing is whenever I go to a game, Kittle's incredible. <laughs> I still remember when I was at the Saints game and it was uh, it was on the very last drive and it was like fourth and three or fourth and two. And... Uh, Kittle just runs like this like flat or out route or whatever where he just like fakes a guy and like just goes out for like two yards and Jimmy checks, you know, just throws the ball to him and he catches it and he breaks one tackle and then he just starts taking off and then he breaks another tackle and he just keeps running and then a guy comes up and just grabs onto his face mask and Kittle is just still running as the guy is dragging him down by his face mask and then he has two other guys come and tackle him and he finally gets drugged down after like four like catches the ball runs like 40 yards downfield add on the penalty so that they can kick the game-winning field goal. And I'm just screaming and, like, you know, like, watching Kittle, like, run towards me. So, yeah. I guess I need to go to more games so that, uh, you know, Kittle has a good game. That must be what it is. (laughs) But anyways, we have a good drive. We have a good drive. We score a touchdown. Um, Jimmy wasn't that good. Jimmy had a couple of good passes this game, but mostly... His ball placement was not good. He was not in rhythm. He was missing open reads. 
there was uh, after watching the all 22 film and just rewatching the game, there were so many yards left out there. Uh, I don't remember all of them exactly, but early on in the game, uh, when early on in the game, he missed somebody coming wide open on a crosser. Uh, there was a play later on in the game where Charlie Warner was wide open for a would be touchdown on like a deep post. Um, when he threw the interception, uh, his second interception to Quandre Diggs, he was throwing it to Kittle, who was double covered when um, Sherfield was wide open, just a little bit out ahead of Kittle. And that probably would have been probably would have been another 60 yard touchdown or something because he had nobody out in front of him. And we know Sherfield at the very least is fast. Yeah, he's a sub four or five uh, runner. <clears throat> he could have outran a guy if he got if he caught the ball in stride. Um, so Jimmy just wasn't good this game, and obviously the two interceptions were absolutely horrible, and the safety was just you got to be quicker than that. Like if if your guy gets beaten, the the only thing that you can't do in the end zone is get a safety. Like just throw throw it at the receiver's feet. If your if your offensive t- if your offensive tackle gets beat, just be like, oh shit, and just throw it down at somebody's feet. Just throw it at a receiver's feet. Just whatever you do, do not take the safety. Anyways, uh, but yeah, Jimmy was not that good. He had a couple good throws, but mostly he was high passes, inaccurate, and missing open reads. Uh, so after our touchdown, Seattle gains a total of one yard, one net yard on their next possession, and they end up punting it. Uh, we get the ball, and yeah, they punt it to us. Decent field position again, 37-yard line, probably one of the better field positions. Uh, we end up getting about 46 yards, kicking a field goal. So at that point, I think we were up 17-7. Uh, to seven. Seattle comes back. They end up having, I'm trying to remember how this play happened. Cause this one, they had a, they had a big drive, uh, pass, pass, run, incomplete run. That doesn't make any sense. 33 yard pass. Go figure third and 14. Um, oh yeah, dude, this was, this was really frustrating. This drive. Because this was a drive where, let's see here. So, on the big play, at this point, uh, Diamador Lenore had replaced Emmanuel Mosley, and they were just picking on Demo. And Demo's a fifth round rookie, and I got to give him just props for playing as hard as he does. He's not perfect, he didn't have a good game. Uh, he had a couple good, he had some good plays. He had some bad plays and unfortunately he got benched. Um, but I mean, he's a fifth round rookie. Like you can't expect all kinds of crazy stuff. The most frustrating thing though, was on the 33 yard pass. Um, so it was third and 14 and they had Demo playing press man coverage against DK Metcalf and they were playing a, 
a single high. It looked like what they were playing was uh, cover one robber, I think. So they started out, it looked like it was a two high. But then after the ball was high, Tafunga ends up coming down into a robber roll over the middle uh, to take away any like crossing route. And Jimmy Ward ends up coming over the top to be, you know, the deep middle, deep third kind of free safety, just to kind of be the uh, the last resort. Russell Wilson looks off to the left, which kind of holds Ward a little bit from coming from left to the middle. Demo ends up getting beat by uh, DK Metcalf, which is understandable. DK Metcalf is six foot three and runs a four three forty. Demo is five ten and maybe runs a sub four five. Uh, it's it's hard to not get beat on a go route by DK Metcalf. It's one of the things he's really good at. Um, so DK Metcalf ends up beating him. Russell Wilson ends up throwing just a really good ball and DK Metcalf catches it at like the four yard line. What really pissed me off though after this play is that DK Metcalf stomps on Jaquiski Tart's ankle and nobody seems to be talking about it. He literally like catches it, gets up and then stomps directly on Tart's ankle and then it's like, oh, Tart got injured on the play. Well, I wonder why the fuck why? Maybe because the receiver is stomping on his fucking ankle. I don't understand how that wasn't a freaking penalty right there. It's bullshit. And it's not like DK Metcalf was just like stomping like in like a celebration thing. He got up, stomped the ankle, and then he like celebrated. Like that was the biggest bullshit piece of shit thing I've ever seen. Anyways, and then Demo ends up having a defensive pass interference inside the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks, whatever. Um, So then we end up getting the ball back. And it's, yeah, it's it's a decent drive. We end up getting a touchdown. Uh, Pretty much all of that was because of George Kittle. Because George Kittle's amazing. Uh, So you have a short nine-yard pass by Jimmy, which is basically Jimmy checking it down to Kittle and Kittle getting extra yardage. Then you have a short run, so it's a first down. Penalty, incomplete, short pass, nine-yard pass, so we end up converting again. Uh, Then we end up having another short run. And then Jimmy throws a ball to Kittle and this was the most, probably in my opinion, the most incredible play of the game. George Kittle catches the ball in stride. By the way, good ball by Jimmy. This is one of his better throws. He hits Kittle in stride. Juwan Jennings come o- comes over and just smashes uh, the defensive back for a, a block, which clears the way for Kittle. Kittle tiptoes the sideline like a freaking ballerina, like waving his hands up in the air. You know what play I'm talking about. And takes off for 48-yard touchdown. It was it was just straight up awesome. I can't believe he didn't get out of bounds. He literally was like tiptoeing the line. It was awesome. And then Robbie Gold misses a uh, misses an extra point. Now, what's really frustrating is that after that, Seattle only had about, uh, I think there was only about like 150 left on the clock, but Seattle ends up getting a touchdown drive. Uh, 
And first off is Seattle ends up having a really good return. So again, we're getting back to special teams. Seattle got all the way to the 35. That's not good kick return coverage. Um, so we got a short pass. We got a short pass. We got a short pass and then a 17-yard pass and then a penalty on Arden Key roughing the passer. This was probably the dumbest thing I've, I've seen from our defensive lineman this year. He like dove face first. And Russell Wilson after the ball has been thrown. So I don't know why he did it. He was probably just frustrated and trying to knock him over and his body did something stupid. Um, but you can't like freaking spearhead a quarterback helmet to helmet. So that was just a retarded play. So it was a 17 yard pass. And then add on top of that, a 15 yard penalty. So you just gave Seattle 30 yards on a play after giving them good field position. So they get good field position, a couple passes, and then they end up getting a 30 yard play essentially because you had to do a dumb penalty. So then they've got a short run, a short pass, an incomplete pass, and then we have another penalty, uh, an incomplete pass, but then we have another roughing the passer. So now it's, you know, first and goal at the seven, touchdown, and the, this touchdown to end the half was the one that Demo gave up. And... Uh, it didn't look very good after watching the film. Basically, Demo just gave up way too much space, and he was he was giving. Uh, I think it's Dwayne Eskridge, the rookie Seattle ro- wide receiver rookie. He gave him like six yards of cushion, and he was like standing in the end zone when Eskridge was standing at like the four yard line, and then he was looking like off to the other side of the field when really like you should be one-on-one with your man in that situation. And I think that's why he got benched is because of that just lack of awareness. And again, fifth round rookie, I am willing to accept mistakes from rookies. I'm a lot more tolerant of that than all the terrible stuff that Josh Norman did. Because Josh Norman gave up two touchdowns and many busted coverages. Sure, Demo gave up a touchdown and he missed the tackle. If he would have made that tackle, there was a couple missed tackles. Josh Norman had a missed tackle on this same drive. I think it was like two plays before that. Uh, Yeah, what was it? Uh, I can't find it. Anyways, Josh Norman had a play where... If he would have just tackled the guy, if he would have tackled Eskridge, then they probably would have ran out of time. But instead, yeah, but instead, you know, he missed the tackle and allowed the guy to run out of bounds. So... You know, it's like when Demo Lenore messes up, he gets benched. Josh Norman 
keeps messing up, which I've been ranting about for a fucking month, month and a half. Basically, since he's been playing, I've been talking about how frustrating it is watching him play. He gets to keep playing. But Demo gets benched. Yeah. Anyways, though, so at that point, you know, we go into halftime. We've got a two-point lead. And if 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 it weren't for a couple dumb mistakes, realistically, we should be up by a lot more than that. Like that the final drive in the first half allowing the Seahawks with just the bad penalties, the bad tackling, like we, that should not have happened. We should not have allowed a touchdown on that final drive. You know? Like we shouldn't. They literally, they, they, they only had 12 seconds left. If Demo makes the tackle there at the four yard line, then I don't think they would have had enough time to run up, spike the ball and run another play. Or at the very least, maybe they could have ran up, spiked the ball, and then they would have went for a field goal because they would have only had like four seconds. So instead of it being 23-21, it would have been, uh, you know, 23-17. to 17. Big difference there. That's, that's six points. So that probably would have saved us four points. If we didn't give up that uh, punt return, that's seven points right there. So just the, the special teams, uh, the bad tackling, the dumb penalties... Those right there, just those couple things in the first half alone probably cost us about 12, 13 points, realistically. But you know what? We're going into the half. We've got a lead. Unfortunately, what happens? Well, at the in the second half, Travis freaking Benjamin fumbles on the kick return. Which again, why? Why? Why are you doing this? Why? Travis Benjamin, please, why are you doing this? He fumbles it. Guess what? Now Seahawks have the ball to a 26-yard line again. Are you kidding? The 26. Somehow, again, our defense bails us bails us out. They end up driving down. And then Russell Wilson throws it to Dallas Goddard, who tips the ball up in the air, and then it gets intercepted by Kawan Williams. So shout out to Kawan Williams and just the defense in general. Preventing a touchdown when they get the ball at the 26-yard line. That is, again, incredible defense. Holding them. Goal line stand. Really good. Unfortunately, we have the ball at the three-yard line. And we have two runs that don't work. And then Jimmy takes a safety. Because Jimmy can't throw the ball at a receiver's feet. Instead, he takes a safety. And that ties the game. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. So anyways, we have the safety. So we punt it over to Seattle. Our defense holds again. We hold them to 30 yards. And then they have to punt it back to us. Unfortunately, 
we have terrible punt coverage or a really bad punt return. So we get the ball at our own eight yard line. And then Jimmy throws another fucking interception. This, this whole game is literally just terrible special teams and fucking Jimmy bad interceptions and our defense just playing their ass off after being in shitty position after shitty position. Congrats to Jimmy. You just gave them the ball again at their own 20 at the 28 yard line. The 28. And again, when Jimmy threw his second interception, he was throwing it to a double covered Kittle, but he didn't even throw it directly at double covered Kittle. He threw it high over double covered Kittle to Quandre Diggs, who's really good at intercepting the ball. And he had freaking Trent Sherfield wide open, just a little bit off to the left. And that probably would have been like, I don't know. You were standing at the fucking eight yard line, a 90 yard touchdown. Sherfield was wide open. It's this is what's so frustrating is obviously the game is frustrating, but then I go back and I rewatch it and I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. There was a whole lot of just really, really, really bad stuff that went on here. Yeah. And you know what happened is uh, Josh Norman gave up the touchdown. I'm pretty sure. Let me see. Uh, yeah, Josh Norman trying to play press man against Tyler Lockett. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. That's totally going to work out. So yeah, Seahawks, they get the ball at a 28. What are they going to do? They're going to throw it directly at Josh Norman, who gets beat by Tyler Lockett because he plays the wrong technique. Josh Norman, why are you biting on an inside move when you have inside help? These, again, these are the mistakes that I can understand for a rookie. Josh Norman is 33 freaking years old. How are you making these same dang mistakes and still on the field? We don't like Dante Johnson, but Dante Johnson doesn't make these idiot mistakes. You know, number 27, the barnacle. The guy who has been on the team off and on for who knows how long, 10 years. He's not incredible, but he's not making the same mistakes Josh Norman is. I don't know how Josh Norman has such a loose leash. It's probably because we have zero other corners. I really hope that Demo and Ambry are able to step up their game because I am sick of seeing Josh Norman on the field. So anyways, we give up a touchdown. We get the ball back, and this was another frustrating thing, was that in the second half, we scored zero points. Zero points in an entire half. That's just, that's not acceptable. We get the ball, we get nine yards. Nine, that's it. Nine yards, we punt it. But you know what? Our defense, again, is awesome, and our defense holds Seattle to five yards and then they got to punt it how about that but then 
go figure. Our punt team is terrible, so we get the ball back at the eight-yard line. Again, terrible. So we get it 15 yards, and then we got to punt it back. So Seattle gets the ball. They drive 56 yards, and then we end up having... An incredible final drive. So let me go back. So the Seahawks, we punt the ball to Seattle. This is the fourth quarter now. Seattle goes on a 56-yard, seven-minute drive where we hold them all the way again. Goal line stand. And Aziz Alshair forces a fumble that's recovered by Dante Johnson. And we end up getting the ball back. Holy crap, we got a chance. There's four minutes left in the game. We have the ball. We are at the our own two-yard line. So again, terrible, terrible field position. And this doesn't even make sense. But this final drive of the game... We had a 115-yard drive and didn't score to finish the game. And you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The final drive. There's four minutes left. We're at the two. We drive all the way down. Pass by Jimmy to Kittle. Awesome. You know, like a 30-yard pass to Kittle to start it off. Perfect. You know, gets you out of the red zone. Just... Loft it over. Kittle's running like a corner route or whatever. Just get it to him. Kittle's going to run. Gets like 30 yards. Then you check it down to Elijah Mitchell. He picks up 11 yards. Then Jimmy scrambles for 10. Gets a first down. Unfortunately, there's a penalty. So we end up going back. So dang it. Now it's now it's first and 20. Well, hey, how about that? Ayuk catches the ball for 18 yards. Now it's second and two. Six-yard run, first down, 14-yard pass to Kittle. Zero-yard pass to Kittle. Um, Yeah, weird kind of uh, illegal blocking penalty. So technically it doesn't like gain or lose any yards. It's kind of just like a loss of down. Uh, Replay first down. Seven-yard pass, 16-yard pass, one-yard run. Yeah. Six-yard pass. We get all the way down. To the seven-yard line. Three-yard run by Mitchell. Timeout. 30 seconds left. We're at the four-yard line. A one-yard run. The three-yard line. Third down. Third and goal. Incomplete to Sherfield. There's a lot of people who argued that this was defensive pass interference pretty much looked like it. But I mean, to be fair to the refs, they weren't really calling pass interference much of this game. I think there was only the one on demo that I can remember. Uh, Either way though, it was frustrating because it looked like Sherfield's arm was being held down so that he couldn't reach for the ball. The all 22 film though, I don't think the refs actually saw like the, the uh, the end zone ref who was in the 
I don't know, the back of the end zone. I don't know what you call that. The ref that was in the back of the end zone, he wasn't looking at Sherfield, so he didn't really see Sherfield's arm being held. So whatever, it happens. Fourth and goal, we run a play. Trent Sherfield is wide open in the end zone. Jimmy throws the ball. Carlos Dunlap tips the ball. Game over. We lose. We could have won this game. After re-watching it, it was... We should have won this game so much. Special teams, Jimmy's bad interceptions, but the defense was just so freaking good. So, just had to do the recap. Um, as far as the good... On offense, the good, um, it's going to sound silly, but I think the run game was actually pretty good. I, I know that we weren't getting very many explosive runs, but considering how many people Seattle was committing to stopping the run, it was impressive how effective it was, even though... Elijah Mitchell only ended up getting about three yards a carry. I think that if I remember correctly, Elijah Mitchell had like 23 or 25 runs for like 65 yards or something. Let me pull up the, uh, the game book here. So... Let's see here. There we go. Rushing. Elijah Mitchell had 22 rushes for 66 yards. Uh, if I remember correctly, though, about 60 of those were after contact. Like Elijah Mitchell, he gets hit. He just keeps plowing forward. And even though he only was averaging three yards a carry, like every single one of those yards was earned big time they were earned um yeah and i mean we did a good job stopping seattle's run game uh rashad penny only got three and a half yards a carry adrian peterson got one and a half yards a carry that's pretty bad <laughs> so if you take away the travis homer uh 73 yard uh fake punt they were only getting about two, two and a half yards of carry. Like our run defense was really good. Yeah. So Elijah Mitchell, I know that it wasn't a big numbers game, but holy, dude, this kid just runs so hard. Big fan. And George Kittle, holy crap, George Kittle. Jeez, he was incredible. 12 targets. Nine receptions, 181 yards, and two tutties. That's just awesome. That's so good. That was pretty much all the good, though, honestly. I mean, our offensive line was okay. Um, but Seattle, the way that they were putting people with their fronts and in the box, it made it really difficult for our offensive line to win. Um, so again, that's why I was saying that the run game impressed me upon rewatch was because it's hard to run into five and six man fronts with eight men in the box and have success. 
unless you do everything perfect. And we weren't able to do everything perfect, but it was still pretty good. Um, I mean, we did move the ball. Uh, the bad. So Jimmy, if I was to grade Jimmy's performance. So Jimmy's stat line, by the way, is interesting. He was 20 of 30, so 66% completion. 299 yards, so Jimmy almost had 300 yards. Keep in mind, most of that was yards after catch. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, one sack. Here's the problem, though, is that Jimmy was very inaccurate. Um, He had a couple good passes, but out of his 30 passes, I would say there was probably three or four like really good plays by Jimmy. The rest of them was just George Kittle doing incredible things. So Jimmy was bad. Again, two interceptions, a safety, inaccuracies. You can't throw it high over the middle constantly. Again, if Trey, if Trey Lance was making these mistakes, I'd be more forgiving because he's a rookie. Jimmy's 30 years old. Excuse me. Jimmy's 30 years old. He's an eight-year vet. Uh, who else was bad on offense? Uh, Dan Brunskill had a few bad blocks. Tom Compton was surprisingly good most of the game, except the two times that it really mattered, he was absolutely shit. So Tom Compton gave up the sack that was the safety. Tom Compton also got beat on the batted pass on fourth and goal that would have been a Trent Sherfield touchdown. So you could argue that Tom Compton is responsible for nine points in the game. So Tom Compton cost the team nine points, even though he was pretty good. Most of the game, those two plays arguably cost the team nine points. Or we'll call it eight. If you don't want to count the kicks, uh, Iuke, this was a terrible game by Iuke. Uh, three dropped passes, three drops. He had six targets, three catches, three drops. And they were legitimate drops. Like one of them, just uh, like a screen pass. He had a drop on a screen pass. That's not okay. He had a drop on a third down where it was a third down. You go up, you catch it. And again, not a good pass from Jimmy, but you jump up, you catch it, you fall to the ground. You have to hold on to that ball when you hit the ground. Unfortunately, he hits the ground, the ball comes out. So there's another drop. And then he had another drop that was on like a quick slant or something. And he just didn't extend his arms and get the ball. Instead, he tried to body catch it. And the defender came in and was able to break it up. I count that as a drop though, because normally Ayuk is really good at reaching out and getting the ball. You shouldn't body catch. You should snag the ball or pluck it out of the air. So three drops by Ayuk, not a good game. Elijah Mitchell, three for three. Elijah Mitchell doesn't drop the ball. check was uh, two of three. That was another one that was just like a terrible pass by Jimmy. check was wide open on, looked like a wheel route or something. And check had to jump like as, as high as he could and like reach as far as he could and just couldn't quite get it. Even though he was wide the heck open and Jimmy had no pressure or anything, he just shit pass Ugh, so frustrating the penalties again the penalties 
So what was good? Kittle is amazing. Our offensive line, again, still solid. Jimmy was mostly not under pressure this whole game. Like, again, Jimmy only got sacked once, and he was only under pressure a couple times. Our offensive line was pretty good. Elijah Mitchell, pretty good. The defense, pretty much overall, really good. DJ Jones, amazing game. Jimmy Ward, always good. Nick Bosa, amazing. Hafunga was freaking awesome. Aziz Alshair out there is the Mike linebacker. First time starting a Mike linebacker. He was great. Kawan Williams forcing a fumble, getting interception. The, the whole defensive line, it was like, if you were to place the order of blame on this game, I would probably say that it was number one special teams, Number two, Jimmy. Uh, probably number three would be Josh Norman. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say those would be the three, at least in my opinion. Uh, Jimmy just, he doesn't see guys that are wide open, or if he does, he just doesn't trust himself to throw the ball more than 15 yards. And even the big you know, the big quote-unquote plays that he have or other guys doing the work for him. That's why when people talk about EPA, it's like EPA doesn't necessarily mean your quarterback is doing a good job. It means that the offense is doing a good job when the quarterback is on the field. Jimmy throws the ball to Kittle. Kittle breaks two tackles and then tiptoes along a sideline for a 50-yard touchdown yeah, Jimmy gets credit for a 48-yard touchdown pass. But Jimmy only threw the ball five yards, and then Kittle did an incredible thing. So, you know, shout out to all the good that happened. Um, yeah. Anyways, though, I, I don't really know what else to say at this point. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to come on here after I had a chance to re-watch the game, watch some game film, do some analysis, and really see what happened because this was a wild game. It was so wild. And it really sucks that we lose again to the Seahawks. Um, the good news is that we're still in the playoff race. So we are still currently, I believe that we are now the seventh seed because I think Washington won. So we're still technically in the playoffs. We are still, I believe, at least a whole game up on the next closest team. Uh, so the Vikings lost and we, uh, so the Vikings lost. So we're like two games up or at least, yeah, I think we're two games up on them or a game and a half with the tiebreaker. Uh, the Eagles are still like a half game back. And then we also have the tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we're still in the playoffs. Um, I would say that the biggest concern moving forward is corner. So we'll have to see what happens with that. I am really crossing my fingers that we're able to get somebody to step up in, in terms of our corners because I really don't want to see Josh Norman and Dante Johnson out there. I just, I really don't, <laughs> I'm sure you don't either. Like how, how long do we have to watch these, you know, like eight year veterans 
who were on the street <laughs> that were picking up. You know, it's it's just frustrating. I uh, I really hope that our rookies are able to step up and take over, especially since it sounds like Mosley's going to be out a while. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, with that, I'm going to stop talking. This has not been good on my voice. As you can probably tell, it's pretty scratchy. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I'm going to be back here in a couple days. I'm going to watch some Bengals games and try and get an idea of what we should expect from the Bengals. Because uh, that's our next game. On Sunday, we're going to Cincinnati. Uh, but yeah, you know what? It's been 24 hours. I had to get this out after watching the film. But you know what? 24-hour rule. You, you get over it, and then it's on to Cincinnati. So to quote Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati from here. <laughs> So anyways, uh, I'll be back in a couple a couple days. I'm guessing I'll probably drop like a Friday pod uh, going over my Cincinnati thoughts and probably some last minute like injury updates. Um, but yeah, again, overall amazing performance by the defense, amazing performance by Kittle, ter- fireable, fireable performance on special teams in my opinion. It's not going to happen, but special teams was terrible. Jimmy was terrible. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my game thoughts. So, anyways, I'll catch you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Share with all your friends among the Twitterverse and the internet worlds. And I will catch you next time. Peace out. Go Niners.